Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head on your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia. 107.5 The Game on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The Game in Florence. Welcome in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Myself, Wes, and Chris hanging out at Goldline Framing in West Columbia, 511 12th Street for another hour. Come by and see us. We got towels, we got koozies, we got t shirts. We have a couple pairs of tickets to some games to give away as well. First come, first serve. Come by and see us. Claim yourself a pair of tickets to an upcoming South Carolina home game. Again, broadcasting until noon today. Obviously, thank you once again to Mark Benoit for hanging out with us for today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour as well as uh, NIL continues to evolve and uh, we'll see what becomes of the latest happenings up there in Washington and the conversations that uh, Mark literally just got back from Washington this morning apparently. So certainly thanks to him for hanging out with us. I know he's been very, very busy. But we kind of turn our focus back to this game once again against Mississippi State coming up this weekend. And we talked a little bit in the 9 o'clock hour about, you know, this identity they're trying to figure out in their offense. Will Rogers, obviously, uh, this incredible talent for the past three seasons, really struggling so far in Kevin Barbe's system. One of the big things that they are struggling with this year, similar to South Carolina, is figuring out their offensive line. They've rotated eight guys through in these first couple of games. They've obviously been running the ball well, which is something that South Carolina is still trying to figure out themselves. But Will Rogers has been sacked, I believe, seven times to start the season. So they're not doing a great job protecting him. Got sacked four times against LSU last week. So, again, we talked about the similarities between these two teams. That offensive line is one of them that you can really compare these two with. Yeah, I think you hear that number and you're like, well, hey, South Carolina got sacked nine times in game <laughs> one. But you're talking about a team that has thrown the football a, a much more limited amount of times, uh, you know, compared to South Carolina. And some of that is, uh, you know, the change in sort of just their overall approach. Some of that is probably they feel like they can't protect the passer. And, you know, I think you look and a, a lot of the leech passing game were these very quick passes too. And so, you know, the, the offensive line that you're recruiting towards for that scheme, probably a good bit different than what they're trying to do now. And, uh, you know, I, I think that matters. I think that affects things. And, you know, for, for them, I, I'm sure they're kind of trying to, to tweak and, and change some things and, and at least make progress just like South Carolina is. So um, it's a little bit different as far as the exact problems. But obviously it's two teams that are dealing with some of the same things. And, uh, you know, I, I think whoever can, can fix themselves the fastest – probably is going to feel pretty good, uh, you know, at about 11.30 on Saturday night. Pretty crazy statistic. Right now, South Carolina through three games, of course, 13 sacks, 4.33 a game, and only three teams are worse. Colorado is one of them. 
interestingly. South Florida and Old Dominion round them out. Alabama right now, they've given up 12, which yeah. is – that is hard to believe. You normally think of yeah. Alabama, you think about strong offensive line. That's not been the case, but Gamecock's near the bottom. But you take out the nine <laughs> – easy to do, right? Hey, if they would have played better, <laughs> they would have won. Taking, but... You're taking out the nine-sack effort, well, Chris. The, the, the point is <laughs> – Just subtract that. If, if, you, if you do – the last two games. If there's far good better. news, it's that you didn't give up nine to Georgia. Remember Shane Beamer said everybody thought we were going to give up ninety sacks against against <laughs> Georgia. We should have gotten Tyler to clip that one. That was pretty funny. Um, maybe that would be our new show intro. We can do. It. I can do that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But um, you know, the 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 issue is, guys. What what are your answers to the offensive line problem? And I don't know if Mississippi State has found them yet. They've been a little banged up at some other positions. Don't know that they've been banged up on the offensive line. South Carolina, I think we can say, has found at least some answers, one of them being Tree Babalade, and we all think we're going to see more of Trevon Ball in Game 4 against Mississippi State as well. Yeah, so do they have a tree waiting in the I wings? I don't think they have I a tree. I don't believe a tree State or Mississippi a tree. State. Yeah, you, need a, you really need a tree and a tro to fix your problems. And, you know, I, I thought Loggins... Logan stops short of saying Troy is going to start yeah. on Saturday, but th- that's not atypical for him. He, he really doesn't give away depth chart stuff in our experience so far, but I I kind of feel like it, it may be leaning that way, uh, you know, assuming Troy has a good week of practice leading in. And, uh, you know, he, he went as far as saying, hey, he's proved that he's ready. So I, I think you we've said this many times now. I think you see South Carolina start to sort of lean towards that this week and so I, I was looking at uh stat war and uh, uh parker fleming and so he's got some stuff on there uh you know with his analytics on twitter that are I, I mean they're a little bit out there and there's one on there at first i was like like many analytics i'm like what does this initial what does this acronym mean sure and it's like one of them i think is r r o e maybe and i was like okay that's something no one cares about but I started reading into it. It is basically your rush rate over, like, what the average team would do in a particular situation. And um, basically for South Carolina, they they throw the ball more than um, basically everybody except eight other teams <laughs> within this stat. Like, in this situation, they throw the ball – percentage-wise more than everybody else does. And so that kind of goes to show you this is a team, Dal Loggins has even said, hey, mate, we're throwing the ball even more than we kind of want to. So, you know, I, I think it would be very interesting to see this weekend as they play a little bit more of a manageable opponent, how much more do they kind of try to get hard-headed with the run, say we're going to force this a little bit. And, you know, I, I think in that same conversation, there were some there's a good take – from Dow Long is very informative take about their decisions at running back as well. And why DK Joyner in some spots, why Mario Anderson in some spots. I know a lot of people have been asking that question. Do we see Mario Anderson more? Mm. And I thought he gave it a very informative answer. Actually, I can actually get Ed to uh, play that exact answer for you real quick. Ed, if you can get us cut number, let's see here, cut number 23 from Dow Loggins yesterday talking about that difference in Mario Anderson and on Joyner and why they're being used in certain situations. 
Okay, we'll work to get that in just a moment. I know we're having some problems. That, that will cut us off here in yeah. a second. Yeah. It's been a common question it has, from it has. South Carolina fans, I, I feel like. And, guys, I I will say this. Also important to remember, they they rarely handed the football off against Georgia. So sure. part of the answer to the question of, well, why did why hasn't Mario Anderson saw you know saw the ball more? Was that just was not part of the game plan, and the RPOs mm-hmm. pushed them to throw the ball quite a bit against Georgia. And, and look, we knew they were going to, because in that Mario Anderson run, the people are clamoring about the seven-yard run came, and I think it was the first drive of the game when you're still going through your scripted plays, which you imagine they're going to do in each game, at least kind of feeling out what the sense of how, how well they can run the ball against each and every team, and, and you got to pretty quick sense that you weren't going to have a lot of success against Georgia, so then you revert back to the passing game and, you know, doing the short throws, stuff like that, kind of supplement for the run. So, um, you know, I, I can understand people's wanting to see more of Mario Anderson, but there is, is still that factor of on Joyner just being better in pass protection, which, again, with what South Carolina's been doing, you need more of. And I think if you sit there and just say, well, why isn't this guy playing more kind of blindly, I get it. But if you really kind of dial into the situational football when those guys are on the field, very clearly South Carolina has had to throw the ball just from a what-they-do standpoint and from a down-and-distance game flow standpoint. They've been down, obviously we've talked about it, down late against North Carolina, down late against Georgia. So you know you're going to have to throw the football. The other team knows you're going to have to throw the football. It makes sense to put in the guy who you feel most comfortable in pass pro and just, uh, you know, I can't remember exactly how Loggins said it, the overall offense. He has he being DK, he has the complete picture of what they want you to be within this offense. And uh, so I think that makes sense. But I do think, Chris, we saw Mario Anderson start to maybe get a few more reps overall. And I think we started to see him get a few more reps in some of those short yardage, in some of those run game situations. I think that will continue this week. But we're, we're still dealing with such small sample sizes. I think the next few weeks – we start to get an idea of exactly what this offense is going to be moving forward. Through three games, to your point, Wes, just 47 carries combined between DeCarion Joyner, Juju McDowell, and Mario Anderson. You know, DeCarion Joyner's at 28 carries through three games. And so a lot of it just has to do with exactly what you said. I mean, the, the game flow against North Carolina and Georgia and the lack of success in the running game, you're not going to run it 20 times a game with anybody they haven't even averaged 20 carries a game between their entire running back stable right so you first of all you first have to get to a point where you're able to run the ball at a higher volume before you can have any type of rotation to speak of or before you can even we, we still don't really know like we could say i think this guy's the best guy running the football but we have such like you said Wes, a small sample size it's hard to tell i do know i like the little bit i have seen from mario anderson running the ball between the tackles and shorter yardage situations, I do like, but we haven't seen much of it at all. Yeah, I, I do think we'll continue to see that a little bit more. Um, I like, I mean, DJ Braswell had four carries, so yeah, um, you know that's against Furman. I I want to see more of him, just so my prediction from prior to the season that he was going to take a much bigger role by the end of the year. <laughs> I, I want that to be correct, but I, I do think there are some things with him that can be added to this offense you have that added element of hey, he could bust one off at any time and, and sort of create a long run 
And, you know, when you talk about, obviously, the running back rooms then coming into the season, but you talk about a guy like DJ Braswell being the future of this position, if the running game does not come along and he's not getting a whole lot of opportunities to carry the ball this particular season, how much does that set him back for next year when he would have, you know, normally had a full year of experience under his belt? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly if it continues at this rate, then, yeah, it could could easily set him back. I. I do think we've got to all just keep reminding ourselves we're three games in. Let's see what this offense becomes. Let's see who emerges. Let's see who doesn't emerge, you know. And I, I think for them, you, you've played – I don't want to say you've played some weird games, but uh, you've played probably more, like, good teams than about anybody else out there now. So it, it really kind of probably limits what you feel comfortable doing. It limits your rotation. Uh, I think we're going to see that rotation continue to expand, as I keep saying. And – you know, I, I still think by the end of the year, maybe you do see more and more opportunities for Braswell. Some of that's going to be just about who's most bruised up. You know, you see that always affects the running back position. The one maybe positive silver lining to this is that you haven't gotten your running backs beat up yet because they haven't really gotten a whole lot of chances to carry the football. So we'll see if that changes this week. And I, I'm already feeling a buy or sell um, topic Mm-hmm. forming ah, okay. as we have this conversation. Maybe even make it as simple as rushing attempts, which may be just as important as rushing yards. That's a good one. Uh, we'll dive a little bit more into Mississippi State's defense and where South Carolina can take advantage of that. Coming up, you're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs live out of Gold Line Framing, 511 12th Street in West Columbia, uh, going until noon here on the game. Florence. All right, welcome back in. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyler West and Chris again broadcasting live out at Goldline Frame in West Columbia, 511 12th Street, out here until noon. Again, we do have a couple pairs of tickets for Gamecock football to give away. First come, first serve. Walk through the door. Say, hey, I want some tickets. We'll give you some tickets. It's that simple. We have towels. We have T-shirts. We have koozies. The whole nine yards. Come by and see us again, 511 12th Street here in West Columbia. Getting closer and closer to Saturday night, welcoming in the Mississippi State Bulldogs to williams Rice Stadium for the first conference home game of the season. Of course, Gamecocks game day will be broadcasting live out at the party lot. Sound images on Bluff Road on Saturday. Myself and Terry will be doing Gamecocks game day from 2.30 until 4.30, leading you right up to network coverage. Kicks in at 4.30, leading you right up to kickoff on 107.5 the game, as well as 100.3 the game out in Myrtle Beach as well. Looking at this team, uh, Mississippi State, again, we talked about the deficiencies they have on offense, still trying to figure out their identity. Their defense, also not great. Uh, LSU last weekend, the combination of Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors went for about 10,000 yards and 87 touchdowns. I think they're still scoring <laughs> touchdowns right now. They were not able to put any stop to LSU's passing game. And when you look at what South Carolina is being held to as far as being one-dimensional on offense, you look at this defense and you feel like they should be able to take advantage of it this weekend. That's the question, right? I mean, it, you you must. It is necessary to do that if you're South Carolina. And you're right, man. I, so I took in the Mississippi State LSU game kind of rewatched that yesterday getting ready for the show getting ready to publish more content on what we think this Mississippi State team is and definitely took note of that I mean LSU uh, this defense that Mississippi State plays does present some problems because it's that 3-3-5 they send guys from a lot of different directions 
Dow Loggins talked during his press conference yesterday about the games that they run up front, meaning their defensive linemen, you know, picking your offensive linemen, doing some different twists and stunts up there. And it can really throw you off, particularly for an offensive line that's had, you know, some issues, obviously, through three games and, and has some youth. That's something you got to look out for. And I think it, it did. They, they did create some negative plays against LSU as well with that scheme. Uh, but what really stood out is when LSU had time to throw, they made them pay, as you pointed out, Tyler, Malik Neighbors. He had a field day. He had, what, two or three long passing plays, mm-hmm. two or three touchdowns in that game, I yep. think. And there was also some space to be had. You know, Jaden Daniels used his legs. Spencer Rattler, new newfound dual threat quarterback. He's always been good at navigating the pocket. I'm just kind of kidding, tongue-in-cheek there, but he has kind of taken his game to the next level, I think, as far as not only navigating in the pocket but outside of the pocket. He's He had some really nice runs that extended things against Georgia. Jaden Daniels did the same against Mississippi State. And so Dowell Loggins, what's one of the things he said yesterday? It is how good Spencer Rattler has been, how much he studied protections in the offseason. I think that's going to play a huge role in this game because, again, Mississippi State is going to send – so many different looks in the in this defense it's honestly it's just kind of weird it's just a it's just a very unconventional defense that you don't see a lot and it's hard to replicate in practice yeah i, I think we need uh, to get preston thorn to, to yes. weigh in on our our show as well because he has experience in, in the 335 and it, it is very unique it, it can be very successful i think it's one of those equalizers it kind of reminds me uh, you know we were talking about triple option earlier I don't know if you're ever going to necessarily win championships. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if you're ever going to necessarily like win a championship with this defense. At the same time, can it be an equalizer for you when you aren't going to quite have the same talent as everybody else does? I, I think it can. I think that was one huge advantage Mississippi State had prior to this year is that they had a unique offense and a unique defense that you paired together. So if you went into this game, you were saying, man, we got to put a lot of extra time into getting ready for two, you know, just two schemes that are different than, than what everybody else does. And, you know, so I, I think if you're South Carolina, it, it is a bit concerning when you sort of look at the combination of a Mississippi State running game that uh, has a running back that's really good and then this defense that – Maybe it takes a few drives for you if you're South Carolina to kind of figure out what they're trying to do. And you're talking about young offensive linemen stepping in um, against a defense that is designed to try and overload you, designed to confuse you, and designed to sort of put you in a position uh, you know, where you're kind of on your heels a little bit. So I think that is something to, to be concerned about if you're South Carolina. And I, I look at this thing, I kind of wonder if this game – turns into Jaquavius Marks versus Spencer Rattler. Like, to me, I look at both sides and I say, uh, you know, there's a there, there's a star for both of these teams. Which star can have the better evening for their respective team? And, and that group's going to have, I think, the best chance to win it. Yeah, I mean, it, I th- I think you like your – if you're either of those teams, you like your chances with both of those, right? Because, again, I I still think that what we've seen from South Carolina's run defense overall – is this fair, Wes? Probably better if you, if you kind of were able to 
extrapolate this three-game sample size throughout a 12-game season, it would probably be better than we saw last year. But there's still some issues, right? I mean, the, we saw what Georgia did in the second half. Uh, we saw kind of uneven performance against North Carolina. You did a good job against Samaria and Hampton, but British Brooks went over 100 yards. And if you kind of look at, you know, the the two-plus-year sample size of what South Carolina's done defensively, there have been a lot of games where they've given up 150 rushing yards, 200 rushing yards, sometimes even more than that. You're talking about sponsored by Love Chevrolet on your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The Game in Florence. All right, welcome back in. Tyler has left me and Chris in charge, which is oh dangerous but we're gonna do the best we can tyler's heading back to the studio he will be on after our show is over for the next three hours so he had to get on back but we are holding down the fort and we are at gold line framing here in west columbia columbia 511 12th street <laughs> kendall let's get that right yes. 511 12th street come hang out with us y'all got some great stuff on the wall so yeah joining us now kendall walsh kendall we're gonna talk some real estate we're gonna talk some gold line framing uh so for the people who don't know, mm-hmm. y'all can frame up anything. Absolutely. What, uh, what uh, and I see you, you've even got some stuff on the wall that's to you. You used to work with the Gamecock Club. I so did. Gamecock Nation, they already know you. <laughs> but um, tell, you want to tell everybody about some of your stuff sure. you have actually for sale already framed up here in the store? Absolutely. So we have some Williams Bryce Stadium prints. One uh, is Doug Sheely. A lot of people know him. He's a local artist um, from years ago. And then Grace Langdon, she's out of Chapin. She does a lot of watercolor art. We have a variety from William Sprice to like Murray, uh, shot of the Gervais Street Bridge, the downtown skyline. We have her art. Um, we actually, fl- we can frame flags. So we have a Gamecock Club flag framed. We can do jerseys. Um, we can actually frame canvases. A lot of people don't know that. So we do carry Chelsea McShane. She's out of North Carolina. As you can see, a uh, jolly old fella is looking at you guys. I was <laughs> looking at Santa over there. <laughs> so we actually just got some Christmas in. But, you know, the holidays quickly approach once football season uh, starts. So if you are looking for a gift item for somebody, whether it be birthday, just out of them being a, a great fan of South Carolina. Yeah, the Clemson stuff, I heard you say, Wes. It's y'all, tucked in the y'all back. Y'all hide right that now. in the back, right? Yeah. <laughs> it does exist. Uh, it does. But you know, Clemson fans might want it tucked in the back right now, to be honest Ooh. with you. Oh, oh. Right. here we go. We'll I like see how that. this weekend goes. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Um all right, so we're we're gonna do some buy or sell. We normally do this on Friday, but we're gonna loop it in. And um, you know, peop so people listen to the show and they hear me say, Kendall Walsh, go line framing. They hear me say Kendall Walsh, dwell, Columbia. Yes. Tell us, um, and y'all have uh, y'all have some some grand openings going on. Y'all have got a lot of stuff going on on the real yes. estate side. Um, real quick, you can say it better than I ever can. So, tell them tell them what they need to know on that end as well. Sure. So, I am a realtor in Columbia. When I left the university after working athletics for about a, ten years, I got my real estate license. Been selling for almost ten years now. It's wild to think about. 
and I am at Better Homes and Gardens Medley. We are now located as of today on Augusta Road, 1926 Augusta, right here in West Columbia. Um, they are having a grand opening for our office from 12 to 4 today. And I started a team there named Dwell Columbia, and I have some great girls working with me there. Um, we try and offer, of course, the best customer service and real estate in the Midlands. Um, very knowledgeable, very thorough, and great communicators. So we hope to provide that service. And then, of course, um, my husband and I purchased Goldline back in December, and it kind of all circled back around from working in athletics at Carolina, um, using them for all of our donor gifts. And then, of course, my diplomas came from here, and you can get your diplomas framed here for any, uh, whether it be high school or college, and thereafter, we we uh, have great diploma offerings here as well. And, and I always also tell people, hey, if you have uh, autographed photos, yes. maybe you got from Garnet Trust, you know, a student athlete autographed it for you, you could have that framed up and kind of taken to the next level and then mm -hmm. hang it on the wall at your house in the man cave, um, you know, wherever yeah. at your house that you want. So lots of options here, obviously, Certainly. at Goal Line Framing. Let, let's get into buy or sell. And these have been sent over <laughs> by our friend Josh, who is hanging out. Josh, still have, do we still have one pair of tickets. So come on in, 511 12th Street, West Columbia. Pair of tickets to the Mississippi State game, which obviously is this Saturday night at Williams-Brice Stadium. All right, Josh, what you got here, man? We're doing this on the fly. Um, so, all right, here we go, Kendall. Mario Anderson, South Carolina's running back that a lot of Gamecock fans want to see a little bit more of. Buy or sell, Mario Anderson will be the leading rusher for South Carolina this weekend. As much as I want to see him touch the ball, I'm going to say sell on that. Okay. Do you have a reasoning or just your gut feeling? Just a gut feeling. Um, you know, I hope that we have a great running game this weekend. We obviously need to improve that. But, you know, Spencer's been running the ball. And mm, so it's DK. And I know that you know, that's not DK's true position, but he's been doing as best of a job as I think he can given our line. So um, I'm going to sell it, though. Sell for Kendall. Chris Clark, buying or selling, man? I'm going to have some fun with this one. I'm going to buy it. Okay. Tell us why. I'm sure your work. Um, you know, I, I don't think this is the game where it starts to be a high-volume, you know, rushing thing, so I agree with Kendall on that. I mean, there, there are obviously still some issues where you kind of got to wait and see, but it does seem like the staff, with that, with what Dowlog has said, didn't give away a lot, like you said, Wes. But it does seem like they want to integrate him more into the rushing attack. Maybe we see him yep. just out there more. Maybe some of those RPOs do turn into runs. Mm -hmm. Handoffs, maybe some design handoffs as well, more playing time. I'm just, I'm kind of just going with my gut, and I'm, I'm just going to say bye. Okay, I, I, I I'm going to sell it. I think, I think DK will have his. Okay. I think I have a breakout, game. breakout guy. What, yeah. what does that mean? It just means he'll be the leading rusher. Are we talking 50 yards? Are we talking 100 72 yards? 72 yards on 13 carries. <laughs> all right, there um, you go. That's Perfect. my prediction. Um, all right. Wow, we have some interesting ones here from Josh. Uh, someone not named Xavier Leggett will be the leading receiver. I'm going to just go ahead and say off the top, I'm selling that. Leggett's the man. I think he will remain the man this week. I, I sell that. I, I sell it too. Uh, I've got Xavier Leggett as leading 
uh, receiver. Uh, I look back at the LSU Mississippi State game. Malik Neighbors, who's LSU's best receiver, had a field day yes. uh, despite. Obviously, Mississippi State knew how good Malik Labors was. They know mm-hmm. how Xavier, how good Xavier Leggett is. I don't think they'll be able to stop him uh, from becoming the leading receiver in this game. Kendall Walsh, what you got? I'm going to sell it. And unfortunately, in my college fantasy league, <laughs> the other guy had neighbors last week. So I just oh. want to put that. Yeah. Mm. And Did you lose? Da- oh, yeah. I got spanked and Daniels. And between the two of them, they had over 500 points. Wow. So wow. I, Ouch. Hope, I hope Xavier has, you know. Do you have him in your? I don't, unfortunately. Oh. No. Another do you have any Gamecocks on there? You can trade for him. Can, are you allowed to do that for college fantasy? Can you, you can. You can't yeah, trade you players. Can. You need yeah. to grab them. I'm surprised you don't have all Gamecocks. <laughs> Last year I did. I went like yeah, not very good. <laughs> he switched so. up the strategy. <laughs> Still love him to death, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, I got I got one that's not on here. All right. Buy or sell. <laughs> Buy or sell <laughs> that Florida State beats Clemson. Buy it all day long. Okay, that was easy. Do you have any reasoning or you're just, you're... You know, I mean, Florida State's an impressive team this year. They're very impressive. Chris, what you, what you got? Did we did we have to predict that in our picks? We did, right? Did you go Clemson or Florida State? Uh, I think we did. Florida State. I've got I've got the Seminoles in that game. Can I ask you guys a question on that? Please do. What do you think about, because if you look at the Florida State, you know, it's very transfer portal heavy. Clemson yes. is obviously not. So do you think that has anything to do with yeah, I mean, I th- the outcome? I think the, sense? the gap, the gap was like obvious. Absolutely. And now the gap just closed completely. And then, you know, Clemson's sitting there saying, Hey, you know, rumors of our demise have been, you know, heavily, whatever the saying is. Exaggerated. Exaggerated. There you go. Um, That's why Chris is here, too. (laughs) But I think, I mean, Florida State looks good. They got weapons. Clemson, you still, they don't have the weapons they had when they were really rolling. They don't have the quarterback play they had when they were really rolling. You know, I... I just I really like Florida State right now. I think last week against Boston College was just like your typical kind of sleep uh, yeah trap game. Yeah. You know maybe there wasn't a whole lot of belief that Boston College could beat them. Quite that's what illnesses too. Yeah, that's yes. that's typical stuff. Yeah. I think they'll I think they'll play well against Clemson. I think Clemson is in trouble. So we're all going Homer on that. But that's, I think with good reason. Like absolutely. I, I I'm gonna buy that with Florida Nolan's State by ten plus. Ten plus. Hey. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's what I got. yeah. Everybody, 90% of the people listening would be very happy with that. Um, all right, let's see. Buy or sell. The Gamecocks will score a special teams touchdown this weekend. Anybody feeling particularly strong on this one? Not strong, but you, I'm, I'm hoping to see something from the special teams. You know, that was such mm-hmm. a fun, exciting um, – that was so fun and exciting last year. And you kind of want to see, you know, a breakout play from special teams this year. Uh, agree. this game, I should say. Yeah. I, I will sell. I'm just going to play the percentages. Like, we know this is going to happen at some point this year. But is it this week? Is it not this week? Who knows? Um, you know, Lim- at, at Williams Bryce. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> and the, Limbo, Limbo talked about how they have so many new players. Sure contributing on special teams i think it's been a little bit of a process to get those guys up to his very high standard so i i'll I'll sell it i still think they could have a big play but josh was very specific in saying (laughs) touchdown so i'll sell that chris i'll sell it and to show my work a little i think it's more likely that they line up and go for two uh yeah i think percentage wise that would be 
I won't I won't win any sort of award by pointing that out, but I, I think that's more likely than a touchdown on special teams. I dig it. Um, all right, he says Carolina wins by more than one score. Let, let's start first of all. Are we buying that Carolina wins? I think yes. I think yes, yes. You yeah. Yeah, I'm buying a win. Okay, Carolina wins by more than one score. Buy or sell? I think we're all gonna buy this too, personally. But uh, I'm not sure about Chris. I can feel Kendall ready to say yes. <laughs> feel the so, confidence. Kendall, what you got? I would say I, you know, I'm hoping it's ten or more points because I want us to come back from that Georgia loss, which was such a strong showing in the first half, mm-hmm. with some confidence. Um, and you know, like Chris was mentioning last week against. LSU, it it was not a great showing for Mississippi State. I think they feel like they have something to prove also, but it will be a turning point, I think, for us to come and, you know, start off better in the SEC if we do win this game and we win it by at least 10 points. Chris? I'm selling. I've got a tight one. Okay. You'll, we'll, you'll, you'll give your score tomorrow? I'll give my score tomorrow. Is, is it less than seven? Yes. Wow. I have a lot of questions. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Nice. First of all, how dare you, Chris? Uh, Love it. Well, well done. I I have South Carolina winning by ten. So okay. So I'm buying. I'm I I'm also buying into the South Carolina at Williams Bryce at night yes. under Shane Beamer trend. Eight like, and two. I I think that's right. Colin I, had a spreadsheet. We need him. Yeah. If Colin same. was here, he would tell us um, the average. Um, <laughs> Victory, average yeah. Margin of victory, yeah. But I, you know what? They lost to Kentucky year one at night, and then they lost to Clemson year one at night at home. Those were the Kentucky game was very winnable, mm-hmm. and the Clemson game they were still just very outmatched by Clemson. Yeah. I think the games where they've either you know been supposed to win, or you know you look at Tennessee, not a game they were supposed to win, and they just played great year one, beat Auburn at home, beat Florida at home. I, I think they feed off of this crowd, and I I felt like under Muschamp, South Carolina tend to get a little bit tight yes. in these games. I don't think you have that with Shane Beamer, so I'm I'm buying in to that. Um, Kendall, appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate Absolutely. you having us. Um, real quick, give give everybody your your quick elevator pitch by you know for why they should come down here and hang out with us at Golan Framing. Sure. So right here in West Columbia, we can frame. Um, anything from watercolors, prints, posters, jerseys, to canvases, you name it, fleet uh, diplomas, come on down to West Columbia and we'll take care of you here. We have a wide variety selection of frames, mats, and we do a great job. Everything here is hand cut and put together. Um, so we're one of the only ones in Columbia that actually cuts our own frames and puts those together for you. And I think we have a great customer experience here. So come and see us. Online you heard her. That's Kendall Walsh. He's Chris Clark. I'm Wes Mitchell. When we come back, we'll close out some talk of South Carolina Mississippi State. We'll be right back. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head on your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The Game in Florence. All right, welcome back in. Closing it out here live from Gold Line Framing, West Columbia. 
you still got about 10 minutes uh, to come see us, and we still have a pair of tickets to give away. South Carolina, Mississippi State. This weekend, Josh Yeoman hanging out. Tickets in hand of the digital variety. And uh, we, of course, will give our final predictions on South Carolina, Mississippi State tomorrow. But until then, still plenty of time to break down the game. And uh, also we'll be live from Firehouse Subs tomorrow in Casey. Chris will be seeing how many subs he can eat in a three-hour span. We'll get back to you on that. But, all right, man, as we close this thing out, uh, let, let's talk a little recruiting. I feel like we haven't yeah. talked recruiting in a minute. It's a little bit, I don't want to say quiet. It's never truly quiet behind the scenes. But I feel like there's been a lot of focus for programs everywhere on, you know, on the field, on the season. And, and that's not any different for South Carolina. But there are still some guys out there. Maybe none bigger than our guy Daniel Hill, four-star running back. South Carolina still battling Alabama here. Tennessee still somewhat involved as well. And uh, the, the Gamecocks obviously trying to get him back on campus soon for one of these games. Yeah, and the word is that Daniel Hill West is going to be in Tuscaloosa for the game against Ole Miss, which will be the 48th time. It will be a fascinating game, by the way. Uh, but to take it to recruiting, so we don't talk about actual on the field as much. You know, Daniel Hill actually touched base with him over the weekend. Doesn't really seem like there's anything new, per se. Like, nothing's really changed. He's supposed to be at Alabama. As you mentioned, South Carolina will look to get him on campus, too. That I think this weekend was one that we were kind of looking at and watching. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Of course, it'll be important for the Gamecocks to get him on campus again this season, especially at Tennessee this season. Uh, speaking of Mississippi State, that is his dad's alma mater, and they're and they're from the state of Mississippi. They've kind of kept in contact, but it's very much still has the feel of an Alabama versus South Carolina battle. And Wes, I know, I mean, kind of elephant in the room, Alabama pun. That they're, you know, that his dad gave an interview with Bama Online recently, and was kind of pretty upfront about the fact that hey, yeah, like I. I do like the idea of my son going to the University of Alabama, you know, and so um, he he seemed to like the idea of being able to go, you know, instead of taking a six or seven hour car ride, being able to go right down, kind of in effect right down the road to be able to see his son play. So you're kind of battling that if you're South Carolina. Now, on the other hand, Daniel Hill's preference he seems to have been leaning towards South Carolina. It kind of seems like his heart is here in Columbia. So you kind of have an interesting dynamic there. What what will win out? I know some Gamecock fans are saying the writing's on the wall. It's over. It's done. Forget about it. I don't know if you can say that, though, Wes. I, I tend to think this one's kind of it's hard to see, to figure out how this is definitely going to play out. But it's probably going to be one of those two schools. Yeah, and it, it's – it's kind of one of those things, man. I feel like a lot of times in the recruitments, maybe it kind of leaks out, you know, oh, this guy prefers this place or, mm-hmm. you know, this parent prefers this. And in this case, um, it, it really hasn't been hidden no. at, at all. And, I, you know, there is certainly an element here of, all right, Alabama for, for them is a very easy trip. Yeah. So you see that both in the context of his recruitment, how, how much is location going to matter I think the dad has sort of said, you know, it it matters to me at least. And, you know, you also see that in the context of the number of visits. Like it it takes some some effort 
to get to South Carolina from there. It doesn't take as much effort to say, all right, we're going to hop up after a game on Friday and shoot on over to Alabama and see what should be a pretty entertaining game this Saturday. So I, I haven't, you know, sometimes they say follow the visits. I don't think you buy completely into the follow the visits here either because even when he was about to make the decision last month, he had been to Alabama way more than he had been yeah. to South Carolina. And uh, it, the pick was literally going to be South Carolina. Like, it absolutely 1,000% was going to be South Carolina. It just got delayed. So I wouldn't give up yet here. I know it's easy to give up on it. Um, I wouldn't do that. And, uh, you know, we'll see that one go, where that one goes. I, I think another interesting a name to maybe start monitoring again would be Cam Michael. And, you know, here's a guy I think, and, you know, I probably still feel this way, but even when he took the South Carolina official visit, I was like, probably a little bit of a long shot for South Carolina. But his recruitment has gone so long at this point, it felt like, it feels like it has circled back around. So I think South Carolina is going to take a shot here and see what happens. Good prospect. Great prospect. Yeah, I mean, this four-star guy, consensus four-star player. Does he want to be a DB? Does he want to be a receiver? All those things factoring in. You know, we'll see what happens moving forward. They're going to take their shot at him. But we're out of time here. You still have time, though, to come on down to Gold Line Framing. Do that right now, 511 12th Street, West Columbia. We're out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.